are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and next to me is my trusted companion, John Gerns. What's up, everybody? The interviews keep coming, don't they, John? Yeah, we're doing good. Uh, Just sent out a tweet today asking you fine folks who you want us to interview, asking for suggestions, asking for comments or DMs. Uh, Whoever y'all want, we'll try to make it happen. Given that they're available, have like they have open DMs or emails and such. You also put out a, uh, another tweet, a more specific tweet. Yes, I put out a tweet asking for questions for the one and only, the High Priestess, the Mother Brain Dark Sheik, who is our guest tonight. And uh, those questions will be asked towards the end of the interview. But let's get into this. All right, we're here with Dark Sheik. Well, now, now we're here with Dark Sheik. Hello. Dark Sheik, how is your life? Oh, it's great. You know, uh, people say live in the dream, but I think in my case, you can actually see that's true. So, uh, Uh, honestly, like before GCW, I didn't really know you. So it's so flattering. Thank you. What a, great, <laughs> what a great way to start the sentence. I can't wait to hear the second half. No, well, I was going to ask you, like, when you started, etc. Because you really uh, work for Hood Slam, right? And they don't really put things out there, right? Um, I actually run Hood Slam. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So online for free on Twitch for over a year, every week, more than once a week, actually. For what? Who the hell told me? Probably someone from the East Coast that didn't want people to know that uh, we were the first live streaming weekly wrestling event for free. Most likely. Yeah. Most likely. Maybe they told you we don't get our stuff out. I don't know. We got Shotzi out. We got Mansoor out. We must be doing something, right? So Mansoor is not a WWE product. No, it came from Stoner U. That's fucking awesome. California, because, yeah. Because they... They made it seem like he was picked out of Saudi Arabia, and you, you know what I mean. Like yeah. that was the whole thing. Well, he is Saudi. He's a wonderful person. You should interview him sometime too. Yeah, I don't think WWE allows people to come on to shows like this. <laughs> no, I knew that. But I just was being polite. I thought it was good. I mean, I'd love to, you know, like, but I'm a nobody. You never know. You pop into a convention, you got a camera, they start talking. There it is. Like, you know. That's true. That's true. So, how long have you been doing this? I started training in 2000 at Big Time Wrestling in Newark, California. (laughs) How did you come to run your own company? Uh, Nobody else was doing it right in California, in Northern California. And I had a friend, DJ Riz, who passed away in 2009 and then like shortly after my friend Mike Hayashi who wrestles as Juice Lee was in a car accident where he flipped in the snow and I'm like gosh like it would be great if someone could see us before we all died like wouldn't that be wonderful um I guess no one else is gonna do it so here I go I never wanted to run a show but that's how it came to be yeah. someone's 
have a ring. Someone else said, I have a venue in Oakland, which is like an underground warehouse. Um, I put them together. That was it. That's awesome. So what? Um, so who all? Who are some regulars that you have at Hood Slam right now? Right now, regulars would be Dark Sheik, Anton Borges. We make the caution. Our champion is El Chupacabra, the beast who holds okay. the. Uh, our best athlete in the East Bay, Golden Fanny Packs champion, is D Rogue, who is one member of the squad, who are also our intergalactic tag team champions and from there you have the stoner brothers uh james c drugs bunny serial man matt carlos of course uh the hidden gem it took me so long to get to him because he is the hidden gem mm -hmm. gosh a host of others Brittany wonder um and then as far as regulars we've had one show in almost two years so you know what's regular these days but we used to have Trisha Dora, Heather Monroe, uh, Katerina, who we call Lady K, of course, Vipress, Viva Van, St. Sinclair, um, Leva Bates. We, we, had a little, we had a deep roster. It's a big bench. Nice. Yeah, Heather yeah. Monroe's out there. I, I remember seeing her in bar wrestling. Uh, she She's pretty awesome. There were some I other agree. names you said that I recall. Some... A lot I do not know of because I um, there is so much fucking wrestling, mm, so much, and I am now narrowing my scope. Like mm. indie, Japan, and that's an AEW. Like that's that's about it <laughs> for me. Okay. Well, I'll try and get a job somewhere. I guess so you can watch me wrestle. No, no, you're. <laughs> That's an independent promotion, so that's, oh, okay. that's where I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was telling me why you didn't know them. No, this no, like, I'm, I was so consumed with so much, so much wrestling, like Noah. Understandable, DDT, there's so many shows. Yeah, Noah, DDT, then you get into stardom, and then you're like, oh, what's, what's Seedling, what's Ice Ribbon, what's Tokyo Joshi Pro, and then you're like, Oh, there's West Coast promotions that are awesome. Oh, what's West Coast Pro? What's this? What's that? And then, sure, boom, boom, boom. Enjoy boom. wrestling. Paris is bumping. Epi's yes. big game. Yes. cult parties. Uh, Butch versus Gore. Well, um, if it wasn't for Effie, I wouldn't have known about MV Young, who is yeah. from Pittsburgh, but basically no, yeah, made his name own, elsewhere. Man. And now, enjoy wrestling is a thing, and we sponsored them and. Like we're oh, yeah. we're like we have a good relationship with them. We had MV on here. If it wasn't for Effie, we wouldn't have known of Poyo. And you know, uh, we had him on here, and he spoke highly of you. Effie spoke highly oh, of thanks. you because when we talked to Effie, it was the night before you guys wrestled. Yeah, I'm oh, cool. Yeah, and back was, in May in Vegas. Yeah, mm -hmm. and he was like, "I want Hood Slam." Chic. I want her to beat my ass. <laughs> but um, yeah, we said that, and then the finish was him trying to get out of the ring as quick as he could. So go figure. Ooh. Well, yeah. What you wish for? <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of people boo when Effie wins, but that was right. one. Yeah, I actually just before this, I I watched uh, 
I watched you beat Allison Catch at oh, yeah. the brunch. They finally what gave you a win. Yeah, like, you know, who cares? I'm over either way, but um, gosh, <laughs> right? <laughs> gosh, that was so much fun wrestling Allison Catch. She's so good. I could, you know, spend 45 minutes talking about how versatile she is in the ring, how she brings so much. I think it's like just the tip of the iceberg is what we've seen so far of what her potential and cap- not her potential, her capabilities. It's not an untapped potential. It's just we're still just seeing it, you know. We're still coming out. Right, like, uh, you know, taking a knife to Matthew Justice. I had no and idea she had that in yeah. her. But... That's just from her personal life. That's uh, art imitating life, actually. So... <laughs> Hang around the GCW locker room, you start to hear the stories and like, yeah, Ali just pulled a knife and cut somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Uh, huh. So, so um, <laughs> yeah, so started watching with, with the Effie match, saw the Gage match, saw the Ali match. Oh, the Nick Gage match. On, watched it on No Peace Underground Rituals. Uh, and you wrestled a uh, guy with a name that is like... They're all guys it's like, No, it, 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 it's a, it starts with a K. Kita Mer- Kita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, yes. I, I, I reviewed Rituals Part 1 and Part 2. Oh, thank and you. And for these reviews, what, what is that move that you do when you go up top with your legs? Like... Oh, when I like do the little pull down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, I, I I don't know. I guess we call it Cheek Special Number Two. Fucking it, good because like, it. because like I'm like, how do I describe this succinctly? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I couldn't tell you before we call it the Assassin's Creed because I would then always do like the the um, leap of faith where I would swanton people on the nuts. So it was always the <laughs> Assassin's Creed spot. That's fucking awesome. Um, the first time I did it was when I was cosplaying as Altair. So in Oakland, it was the here. Um, you know what? We could just go with that. Not that he does it in the game. It's just what I did when I was all tied here and it's stuck. Right. Uh, so yeah. you have Storm in the background. You have X-Men as uh, video game theme music as your yeah. your theme music. Uh, mm-hmm. What can you tell me about your love for X-Men and uh, video games because you just talked about cosplaying as the main character of a- Assassin's Creed. Sure. Um, I think wrestling, video games, comic books, they all provide the same thing, which is an escape that not something where you just get lost in, like mindless television or surfing the web or, you know, like I did today from 9 to 3 where I just looked at my phone. <laughs> my day. But these are actually escapes where you can find resolution in your own life because these are stories and they all involve usually a hero's journey, wrestling, video games, comic books. Um, And there's a lot of takes on that. But what I love about X-Men as opposed to other stories, I mean, gosh, you might have to cut me off. I could go for a while. That's Um, fine. This show doesn't have a time limit. I'll I'll start with Marvel DC because those are the top two. And um, what referee uh, Allison... Lee out of SoCal recently said to me was she loves DC because it's about gods among us. Just like the tagline doing justice. It's about these gods on earth and what they do in human situations. What I like about Marvel is that it's 
you could word it similarly, but it's not about gods. It's about people who have godlike abilities. And they're trying to, you know, it's Spider-Man trying to pay rent. It's the X-Men trying to be accepted. And I think being trans and queer, and it took a long time for me to like share that with everyone, but I always appreciated how the X-Men is an allegory for racial and also queer problems in America. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why I love X-Men. And also yeah. because I grew up on the cartoon and it fucking ruled. Oh, it was the coolest characters. It was the highest selling comic book in 1992, which was a very impressionable age for me. It's still the highest selling comic book ever, X-Men, the Jim Lee run, which they made the animated series off of. And I already love the arcade game that came out before yeah, that. that. I was going to say that too. That's what hooked me the first time. Um, but yeah, I just love that there's these characters and a lot of it, you know, now you're reading it and it's like, don't use your powers in public. Like, make them think you're normal humans. Try and pass because they're not ready to accept you. Um, I kind of hate stuff about that, honestly, but that's, I think, why Nightcrawler is my favorite character. Oh, I and like I Nightcrawler. Yeah. Me too. Because he looks like a devil, and but he keeps such a great spirit. And he's also like... He looks like I'm, a devil, but he's a priest. But he's a priest. Well, let's let's skip the Chuck Austin stuff. But he's very religious. <laughs> um, let's not talk about the Draco. But he's very religious, and that comes through in a way that isn't like pushy. Maybe a little bit in way of X, but generally not like annoying religious. Like you, you can be inspired by him. And most of all, to me, I think in the X Men, he's the first character that doesn't pass. Like, yes, yeah, Storm is like a six foot something gorgeous like model with white hair and blue eyes, black woman. People are always like, okay, like, especially in Claremont writing, but like Nightcrawler is the one where like, he's just Nightcrawler and he does not pass. He's the first mutant that like really doesn't get to just like not use his powers. Um, and there's a lot with that, especially how he still keeps his smile. It's great. It's inspiring. I think that's like, I didn't notice it at first, but I think that's like a lot of what I liked about it how unrelentlessly positive he is in spite of how everyone reacts to him. Right. So you mentioned uh, being trans and queer and being okay with that and, and, and letting yeah. people know. Uh, when did you know? I mean, a lot of me knew very young, but you tell yourself, you know, this isn't something to deal with because no one around me accepts it. So you just kind of put it away. And then like my life, a lot of other stuff happened that I had to deal with and move to the forefront growing up. Um, gosh, you know, when, when did I like accept that this is the way I need to move forward and I don't want to wear a mask? Yeah. Oh uh, gosh, probably, probably like early 2018. And I was like, okay, I've been dressing like a woman for a while at shows. I'm just doing it for years now, like at parties and events because it's comfortable. So I was like, it's a birthday. I was like, great. I have a dress just for it. You know, like I, I was already living as a woman at all the moments I wanted to be and like felt most alive. So why, why not just give a shot at happiness? You know, right. That's the fear. You like people, like I said, I look at my phone six hours this morning, people will do anything to not have to be alone with their yeah. own thoughts. Because it's difficult choices. I'm going through, uh, I not only have a therapist, but I have a coach that goes, helps me with that. And yeah. and that's one of my biggest problems, actually. It's 
tough, but what I, it's, it's, you know, you stare into the abyss and you look at the darkness. And most of the time we blink and return to the light. It's like we're in a dark hallway and it's spooky for a second, even though you always know it and you pull out your phone because it'll brighten up the hallway. And, but sometimes like you just got to stare at the abyss and walk through it. And on the other side is, gosh, like for me, literally, it was like, not literally, but it was very much like stepping into a light. I could feel it wash over me once I did that walk where another way to phrase it is like, okay, you have these voices that you don't want to face in your head, but it's like, you know, you just got to talk to them. You have to work out your problems with them. You can't treat them like a monster, like a bug. You're like, ooh, kill it. Ooh, run away from it. Like, this is a part of you that speaks and you need to talk to it. And what you, what I found is that what me and that, you know, voice in the dark, we wanted the same things for me. Right. At the end, like our, our end game was the same result. So it's hard, you know, but that's something that depression. Um, I don't mean like chronic depression where you have a chemical imbalance. I mean, like where you're sad and you, you, you can't get through it. Mm -hmm. Jim, had some he says a lot of crazy stuff i'm not going to say everything he says is beautiful jim, Although I, jim carrey the mask okay, yeah no Amy Kennedy's dad. <laughs> <laughs> right um i know great reference um he was the son the of the mask man. too oh god right um but he has this like, depression is you telling yourself that you're done being this avatar that you've been like we all are ourselves, but like ourselves is based off of how other people respond to us. You know, we're a patchwork of everyone else's impressions. I can never see, my, I can see myself on the screen, but it's only through a camera. I can never see myself. So we have this patchwork, but eventually like the patchwork is a persona, um, which means mask in Greek. So like, eventually you just get tired of wearing that persona. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't authentic. It doesn't mean it wasn't, the real you at the time, but you get done with it. It's time for a new you. It's time for a new face. It's time for it's time for the face that you knew that you wanted to wear. Right. <laughs> We're all. I know that I made like it started with it being trans, but like this isn't being trans. Like this is being yourself. It is being yeah. trans. But this is applicable to anyone. It doesn't have to be LGBT related. Um, we go through life trying so hard to be what other people want. And we worry if we're not that thing that they won't be friends with us anymore. But if right. that's all it takes, then they're not really friends with me anyway. They're just friends with that persona. Right. So you have nothing to lose that is uh, that is that important because it's already on a flimsy basis. Exactly. It's already Yeah. You know what I mean? So you right. can't lose it. And when you, t when, when you said it doesn't even have to be that big of a thing, it's like, you know, when I was in high school, I loved anime. But I couldn't tell anybody yeah. because at right. that time it wasn't cool. Now I'm 33 right. years old and everybody loves anime. And I'm like, well, where were you when I was, <laughs> when I was 16? Huh? Like, Absolutely. Well, which which sucks because some people become bitter when that happens. And what they want to oh, do I, is I don't, but yeah. further this cycle of suffering to the next. Well, it was hard for me. So, like, I don't want it to be easy for you. And you see that all day in wrestling. That's eight yeah, out of ten. That's where you get into the gatekeeping that's rampant yeah. in every fandom on earth. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like I, hell. like I went through, like I was at work one day at my old job and a kid had to bring me the horizon shirt on. And I said, what's your favorite album? And he was like, Oh, I just like the shirt. And I could have <laughs> easily been like, 
fucking take that off, you poser. <laughs> but I was like, no, the guy likes the shirt. He spent the money to wear the shirt. Let him wear the shirt. Who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. One time can... I was... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, it's okay. But I was going to say, you can always use that moment. Like, I had a very similar conversation just the other day. Um, me and some of our Twitter friends, followers, are sort of planning this big, like, get-together to watch Steven Universe and show some of our followers for the first time. And they're always like, oh, whenever I tell people I haven't seen it, they get mad at me. And I'm like, get mad at you? When somebody tells me they haven't seen it, that means I get to watch it again. (laughs) Right. I'm I'm jealous for the experience they're about to go through. Yes. Exactly. Because I know how much of it is. There's so many things that I wish I could go back to before I knew about them. That's right. made me cry multiple times. You know, it's just you have to find the new one, and that's kind of the game. And also, when you try and force something on someone to make them watch it, it's like, like oh, like, wait, look at this part, and they're not going to be into it. Right, you, yeah, have, you to, have to wait for them to be uh, ready. Yeah. Yeah. And by you saying the new one, the new one's pretty much the Owl House, because that, that tackles uh, issues that... Yeah, pretty similar uh, issues. Countries that Disney's in doesn't doesn't want mm-hmm. good i mean hey they're 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 putting a great face on disney <laughs> <laughs> i mean like you know steven universe had the same issues in other countries uh to yeah. the point where like cartoon network was gonna tell me well you yeah, know better than yeah me. i mean th- yeah, i don't know tell me you guys are being vague <laughs> oh well um. th- when it comes to the owl house uh the main character is a lesbian with Oh, my gosh. But, you know, they're kids. And what about the kids? We're going to... It's the gay agenda. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Every yeah. every person in, the, in that community that I have known all have told me the same story. Not the same, but similar. I've known since I was little. How... Yeah. how so, like, this stuff is not going to influence your kid to go out and you know, if he's a boy, touch another guy. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna do that. Yeah. And if that happens, then there's something wrong. Like, but you know, what, what were you saying, John? Well, you, I feel you. That was good. That was good. You asked about the Steven Universe thing with Cartoon Network, where um, the story is pretty much laid out in one of the books that Rebecca Sugar released after the show had ended, where. Uh, she wrote about the episode where Ruby and Sapphire get married and become Garnet permanently, which had already been a thing, but they made it like officially official, you know what I mean? And she wrote about the meeting with the executives that went into that episode and about how they had actually threatened to pull the show if she went forward with it because of the reach in other countries the Cartoon Network has that didn't want that. And she decided to go ahead and do it anyway. And it resulted in the show not getting cut short, but mean, but be, being, it, it resulted in the end getting rushed. But, um, and that's what's happening to the Owl House. That's what's happening to the Owl House. But with the wedding, when the episode happens, uh, she made the decision that the character Ruby would be in the dress and the, and the character Sapphire would be in the suit because in those other countries they they made ruby's character male 
when she's <laughs> not. Ruby came off more masculine than Sapphire. Ruby came off more butch. Yeah, but it, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a history of this. <laughs> there's a lot of that in um what in Sailor Moon where they just yeah flip some genders and they're like oh they're just friends and um, of course Poison and Final Fight I believe is a famous example in yeah. a video game. they're like we can't just have these dudes walking down the street punching women. They're like, no, they're trans. It's fine. You're like, oh, okay. Well, now it's fine. Like, as long as they're trans women, like, and it's okay to punch them in the street and hit them with the steel pipe, but whatever. So, yeah, so, so basically. You're not an exact embarrassment. <laughs> I, did, I did want to ask you But something. the main point of that is that Ruby in the dress is a direct middle finger to all those countries. Right. Good. <laughs> um, so, you're. You're around Oakland, California, yes. Uh, is that where you were, like, raised and such? No, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. I lived there for, like, 13 years. Um, I lived in California from then till fairly recently, with the exception of, like, a year in Florida. Um, Do you listen to the band See You Space Cowboy? No. Uh, the lead singer... Connie has similar similar things to say about this issue because she is also trans and she went through a lot of stuff and she's from that area so I didn't know if you listened no. to them or anything. What kind of music do you, you listen to? Uh, a little bit of everything. Like my playlist will be like some Patsy Cline and then I'll go into like the theme from Devil May Cry and then like <laughs> Um, you know, maybe the platters, and then it's like some heavy metal. Um, a lot of hip hop too, like E40. Uh, I like Ti a lot. Like I love Atlanta rap music. Like really, like not like I need to like memorize it all, but like I'll listen to the Jeezy album and the Ti album and all the Outkast albums and like. Oh, uh, Outkast is my favorite hip hop duo of all time. Really dating myself. Oh, that's so still... But like, um. You can't live in Oakland and not listen to E forty, I imagine. And like Yeah. Uh, Mr. Fab, too whenever, short. Whenever um whenever the Atlanta trap music was coming out, like T I and Jeezy and stuff like that, that shit ruled. Music yeah. the the trap music now is not what it used to be in my opinion. Uh but yeah, T I fucking rules like I think his best album was probably the one right before he went to jail. King? Uh, no, the one after that, Paper Trail, Paper Trail, maybe, okay. or something like that. Yeah, it was King, and then it was like Ti versus Tip. Right. And then it was Paper Trail or paper something. And okay. Then, yeah, but um, like, so like, what kind of metal do you listen to? Because uh, mostly like anime intros, like the Death Note intro. Um, so I like some... Maximum the Hormones. Dude, stuff. I listen to anime intros all the time. I listen to yeah. video music all the time. I'm right there with you. What's your favorite anime intro? Uh, Death. Yeah, the one you just said, Maximum the Hormone. Like Death Note. Yeah. Uh, two or intro number two is great. They also do Attack on Titan. Maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know the same studio though. Okay. 
Yeah, my favorite anime intros are actually tied right now. Um, my so my favorite anime currently is My Hero Academia, and my favorite intro for My Hero Academia is Make My Story, which is the second season five intro. My other favorite intro overall is the Demon Slayer intro. Hmm. I I just think Hunter X Hunter's theme is just classic because it, it never is. really changed and that's something you don't really get with anime there's a lot of naruto ones that are really good they used one of them in a mayu iwatani like build-up video which was they, they used to me. they used the demon slayer intro at the opening ceremony of the olympics that's, <laughs> that's it's amazing because awesome. <laughs> like isn't that like the biggest movie yeah, their it, history? Um, yes, it's the big the D- Demon Slayer Mugen or Mugen Train is the biggest anime film in Japanese history. It beat Spirited Away, but it but Ooh, not yeah. just anime, not it's, just anime. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the, biggest the biggest movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> I had no idea. Um, shout out to the Sailor Moon theme too. That's oh, great. Yeah. Well, like I when I was a kid, and that was the one I I was watching Outlaw Star Yu Hakusho and. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. So I didn't... <clears throat> the only um, feminine anime at that time that I watched, actually, was Card Captor Sakura. I okay. I, I, I never really gravitated to, to Sailor Moon, but more props to Sailor Moon and people who at watched that time, it. At that know. time, I was all Sailor Moon and Pokemon. Yeah. At that time. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of Ranma back then too. So I've never seen that. It's it's, it's lewd. Uh, like it's definitely uh, one of those like kind of horny animes, right? Right. Um, and it's a lot of awkward. Like, do you are, are you familiar with the uh, the premise? Uh, no, but is it like a harem anime like Tenshi Muyo or like Data Live no, or something? Ranma is a martial artist and his father has um, promised this other martial, like they're all martial artists. Yeah. Two dads have like been like, we're going to put our kids together. They're like, you know, some, and then they'll be martial artists and they'll be great. And just, you know, also Ranma and his father, while training in China, fell in these cursed ponds. And every pond, like someone else drowned in it. So, in his dad's pond, there was a panda. So whenever his dad gets hit with like hot water, he turns into a panda until he gets hit with cold water. I might have that backwards. Ranma fell into the pond of a drowned young woman. So whenever he gets hit with cold water, he turns into this young lady and he has to like find some hot water to change back, which is super awkward when like, you know, he's going to school and engaged. And also a martial artist. I that kind of reminds me of Fruits Basket. Yeah, I was just gonna say that how they how if they get in Fruits Basket, um, they're all members of the zodiac. They're all members of the zodiac. So and if they get touched, if they're a male and they get touched by a female, they turn, they turn into, into that animal. animal. Yeah, if they're a female and get touched by a male, it's <laughs> the same way. Okay, that's awkward. That I mean, that wouldn't really. Fuck up my game, but <laughs> oh no, it, it's a fucking fantastic... sucks for the streets. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. It's a fantastic show. Uh, it's hard to, uh, for the streets. Huh? They look like they are not doing well. I got. I don't know about y'all. 
I'm watching on Twitter. It does not look like they're having a great time. Well, it depends um, on if you're if you are like a decent human being or if you're yeah. not. You know, we're both straight cis males, yeah. and we are yeah. huge fucking allies and to every oppressed group. And of course, and uh, our lives rule. <laughs> you know, I'm glad. I'm happy to hear that. You know, it was met with some humor, but I'm happy that you had a response to it. But. Uh, the yeah, there, there's a lot of straight white men that make me that make I'm gonna me be in a gay wedding. My wife. <laughs> good. Yeah, some of them don't seem okay. You know. <laughs> well, you know, know uh, you either progress with the well, time, or you stay in your little trailer in the middle of nowhere and yell at the sky. That's, that's speaking. How it is. Speaking of straight white men not being okay, I did want to talk a little bit about the uh, polyam Woodstock. Okay. Yeah. We all so got this. We got a little bit of it on Twitter. Twitter. And then I was uh-huh. I was watching some of Sterling's Twitch. And like and you it, know, it, like it, and like we said, we're tight with MV. So we talked to him a little bit about it, but he's busy as fuck. <laughs> but like but like the stuff that came out on Twitter and the stuff that I was hearing on Sterling's Twitch didn't really Add up. Uh, yeah. I don't know what Sterling said. I can tell you from me being there. Well, I know that when they went into the venue, the people who were running it uh, or, like, in charge of the area was like, fans aren't allowed over here. And they were <laughs> like, uh, we're, we're actually wrestlers. Idiot. But... It was just a yard. There was no here or there. Like, you walk into this backyard, and then there's, like, a pool, and, like, they were like, don't go in the pool. I could tell you that, but here or there, like, it's all just outside. Um, they were trying to, like, not let us use the bathroom, but I snuck a shower in. So, <laughs> didn't sneak it. I did it, like, the, the person stayed in the basement and made sure I, like, didn't steal anything. They made me, they, like, watched me go in and out of the bathroom door. Um, I don't know. I, I can't really say from great detail, but I can tell you that it basically looked like it was someone's house and they got permission to use the house and they thought it was all okay. But then the person who they got permission from like changed their mind when they saw like this is actually an event. This isn't like a little like, you know, guitar circle. This is the Polyam Woodstock and there's yeah. going to be a, there's going to be like 60 wrestlers you know over multiple shows and honestly i think at first they were trying to be like maybe like i hate this but maybe we can get through it and then like just my opinion can't confirm basically once like all the black gay people showed up they're like oh my god we can't do this here like no, <laughs> maybe, according to a lot of that's people, what i think yeah, happened because they're like to a lot of people that's pretty much what happened <laughs> but it's not something I should be laughing about, but like it, they were kind of like, "Oh, this is awful," but all right. And then Wait, they're, like, oh. they're black and gay. Now we yeah. have to worry twice as much. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, I came to this town in the cover of night, so in the morning when we were being kicked out, I was like, "Oh, like now I see all like the blue lives flags and all right. the like president stuff." And I'm like, it's kind of like a horror movie, like where you think you're in a safe place and all a safe place it's and all. Just- it's wild to me that that happened in New York. It's like, everywhere. 
it's people can put whatever garbage they want in their I mean, lawn. Yeah, I know, but like, and but, it's like, and like a week later, not even a week later, MV tried to have a no ring show here that got yeah. shut down. No, because yeah, because. Yeah. They found Fuck. out. They found out that the dude that owned the bar they were at didn't have the license for the show. Yeah, I don't know how Philly r- rules work. I know in California, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Maybe. <laughs> okay, I don't. Pennsylvania, Philly, and Pittsburgh are all like synonymous to me. I don't know which one's the state, and which one's the city. Pennsylvania uh, is a state. Okay, um, we've got Philly. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and hillbillies in the middle. Okay. Like all the Love city it. folks. Yeah, and honestly, all, all outside, the city folks. Uh, we literally. live out like five minutes from the city, and the white people here have no cultural identity. So they buy a truck and and listen to country music, and they think yeah. that uh, I'm going to be a Republican because I really don't understand anything. I don't live closer to the woods than I do to the city, but. Who am I? And that's how they grow up. Luckily, you know, I'm not one of them. <laughs> luck, good luck to them. I everyone's on their own journey. It'd be really easy for me to rip apart all kinds of stuff, like politically. Um, but like, whatever, you know, it's it's your vote. Even if it's a dumb vote, it's your vote. Yeah. And if at a certain point this whole country votes a way that I don't like, like shit, you know, this, then this isn't the country for me. I can't be like, oh, they're all. Everyone's wrong but me. Like at a certain point, it's it's on me to fucking go where I'm welcome, I suppose. But it'd be nice if um I didn't have to like run from my home and that people weren't right. turned into. I'm not trying to um well, give any approval to like the jackasses, but well, do you think that um do you think in today's age <coughs> it's more acceptable, or do you think? that that is just that that the voices are just louder now to be an idiot is it more acceptable or no 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 to be in (laughs) the community no no i was talking about the community to be gay yeah Yeah. trans and queer and all that fun stuff um i think everyone's louder we're all more connected we all have the internet we have instant access i can tweet whatever the fuck i just had for lunch you know what and a thousand people see it. And so we're all louder. Um, and I think we're all um, not entitled. We're all empowered to, to be our truer selves because we have a bigger platform to let people know who that is. A lot of people kind of shuffle through life and they just try and, try and find the corners to not be seen. But a lot of us don't want to hide. You know, it's kind of like, uh, the X-Men, mutant and proud. You know, I'm not trying to hide. I'm trying to let people right. know that I'm right here and I want them to see it. So so, so the the platform's there and the group is louder, <clears throat> but the bigotry and the discrimination, do you think, has not changed at all? I think the louder they get, the louder I'm going to get. When nobody is saying, like, fuck you, trans this or that, then I won't have to say anything. Right. But as they're saying things, I'll keep saying things. And they, it's a, it's escalation. We match each other because it's not a, a battle of educating the other side. It's opinions are facts now. You know. Yeah. Like, what yeah, do you so, do? It? Yeah. 
So all you can do is live loudly. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm gay out loud and proud. Like, no, I mean, like, you got to live your life and, and succeed. And that's the best revenge. Success is always the best revenge. It's not, oh, absolutely. To put the, not to show them they're wrong. It's just to do well. And when I do well, I'll help more people like myself. And they'll do well. And eventually, when we're all doing well, you know, we don't have to look out for the queer community anymore. They're just doing well, too. Okay, well, now we'll start helping these other people. And they'll see that we're their gateway to where they want to go. Yeah. They'll start getting it. They won't be allowed to act how they want. It's not going to be me making an impassioned speech and be like, oh, well, she just wants to live happily and there's love in her heart. And she doesn't want to even be like within a hundred feet of our kids, like let alone impression reality <laughs> shows with children. Like it's great if they like me, but like Hood Slam's twenty one and up, okay? Like, no, it's you getting on on bigger shows, showcasing yeah. your talents, and and coming out with getting over, whether that's in Look, win or loss, because that I just want to wrestle, right? I just want to be a good wrestler. The fact that I'll have a girlfriend. Or uh, that I'm trans, like, shouldn't it, I can tell you specifically, it does not affect my style. I wrestled before I came out, and you know, it's the same, it's the same chic. Haven't learned a new move in 15 years. Um, but that's not going to win anybody over. That's not going to convince them when their opinions are their facts and they think I want to go into a bathroom and fuck it, like, whatever, you know. Um, that shit is just ridiculous to me. So you have their minds made up. So yeah. the way that that I that I win is by winning. Right. I have a special show like a hood slam where Effie has a big gay brunch, or you know Effie is really high in GCW. Maybe that's why I get to be there, and maybe that's why someone else will get to be there someday too. But if they're on the wrong side of that fence, they don't get to be there, and that's how we win. We force them to have to be on our side. By selling the most merch, by having the best matches, by putting on the best shows, by being where they want to be before they can get there. Not waiting for them to give us the opportunity to be there, but by beating them there and being the gatekeepers. For someone like Nick Gage to mm. publicly, and I'm not even talking about your match yet, to publicly uh, say, I love all of my fans. And he specifically said, trans fans for someone who looks like him who wrestles like him who talks like him to say that must have meant something i think for a lot of people it's a huge deal i think for me like yeah good everyone should feel that way i'm not gonna give out medals for decency although i suppose that is where we should be and when you hear it from nick who doesn't have to say anything about anything well right. he has to say MDK all fucking day and everyone's with them because it's real and it says enough but when he goes that extra mile like it is important I think it does he might change some minds with that because if you're like Nick Gage is the fucking Absolutely. king Absolutely, I felt the same way he leads a goddamn gang this dude's hard as fuck he robbed a bank and went to prison and came out smiling which to me is like the coolest thing <laughs> <laughs> like you know when I hear that he was like, I knew I'm going to get caught. I went to Vegas and partied. I'm like, my God, what a fucking hero. <laughs> he's a king for a reason. He never has to say a word. All he has to do is nod or give a thumbs up or down. But he chooses to make these statements. It does mean a lot. That's where it's. That's where it matters. 
Yes, it really does. I still think it's the bare minimum. It should be what everyone, again, when, when we don't have to say it anymore, we won't, you won't hear it anymore. But as long as it still needs to be said, when Nick says it, it will have an impact. Absolutely. It'll be a day where he'll say it and people will be like, yeah, of course they do. That's of also course, like how I feel right. about- Why wouldn't we? That's also how I feel about Mauro Ranallo because you know I have mental health issues and a lot of people have mental health issues and he comes out there and, and bears his soul and says all these things and it's like all right like yeah everyone should be accepting and understanding but fuck, there's a lot of people who don't they don't get it they don't they don't think it's real uh, it's yeah. usually not a happy person. It's usually someone with mental health issues who feels yeah. that way. Yeah, well... To accept that it's real would be to accept that they are flawed and they have to right. have that conversation with the abyss that they don't want to have. Right, right, so absolutely. Tell you you're wrong because if you're right about you, then you're right about them too. And like it just... well, Like we all work out and we know when we work out too hard, we have to take a break. This is a muscle too. This gets worked yeah. out more than anything. Much so more. Right. Because everything, everything, everything is in the mind. Uh, it, it, yes, me. Everything's yeah, in the mind. Know. It starts there. It ends there. Uh, perception is reality. Uh, you, you know, uh, I could Schopenhauer, go. the world and will and representation, right? right. Oh, I could go into a lot. Yeah, and, that, and that's... I, I feel like I could talk to you for like hours about yeah, all you. kinds of shit <laughs> like we touched on anime we touched on comics this and that but i we could pff, holy fuck. it's it's so funny to me how much those worlds intertwine wrestling fans and and wrestlers alike and anime video games uh, uh movies that was another yeah. thing um my eyes were just open to this thing in florida where it's cosplay wrestling and I had never heard of that. Did did you know? Of oh my gosh! Like you're hurting my feelings. I've been doing it for like eight years. No, no. Like you mentioned, cosplaying as Assassin's yeah. Creed guy in in like Hood Slam or wherever. But this yes. was like a whole promotion. And sure, like, I've wrestled for them actually in Florida. They ran out of Miami at the comic convention. I yeah, wrestled like FCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're super cool. Yeah, they're, I, I want to see that shit, man. Like. That looks awesome. They're super cool. Hood Slam also has an event called Sexy Good Time Wrestle Show that every month was a different cosplay themed event. When's so the next get... one? Oh, fuck, who knows when anything happens again? You know, it's the end of the right. <laughs> the old era, the beginning of the new. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, but we went through anime, video games. Uh, we had our Arno Core event. We had this Arnold Schwarzenegger themed band, Arno Core. And everyone dressed as the Schwarzenegger. I was hoping it wasn't who I thought you were going to say. No, we had a femmed out where everyone dresses as a, as a woman, where we all play a female character. Um, there's Wet, which was a nautical-themed event. Space Slam, Blood Slam. So, like, I love cosplay. I love when other people do cosplay. The only thing cooler than when I get to do cosplay is when I get to see, like, Chupacabra just make this amazing, like, Scarecrow needle hand Arkham Asylum fit where he makes the light up uh Mr. Freeze outfit with the gun. He pulled off um god with so many good ones. Chupacabra is the cosplay king that nobody knows about. Predator, he has a predator suit with the goddamn laser on the shoulder. 
He did. <laughs> Man, he does that, like it's what? amazing. He has like three kids, so it's kind of like free labor. But like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you know. <laughs> okay, like what they, you're describing that feeling. That feeling you're describing is how I felt. Um, when Kenny Omega, when he was still in Japan, when he did the Undertale entrance, yeah, with the big sword and 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 the the actual one wing suit, it it's was dope. so amazing. I used and to then, love when Finn Balor would do like Carnage. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. dude. Oh. Yeah. And then in AEW, he did the Sands entrance, and everybody was like, "What the fuck is Undertale?" And I'm like, "It's Undertale." <laughs> Right. Yeah, I mean, the people in the building might have been like, "What the fuck?" But so many people saw it because now you know, like, you can't go ten feet in that crowd without seeing a Final Fantasy sign. Oh yeah. I mean, all of his moves are. I love based off of that. I love how popular the video game hot take signs have become in AEW. (laughs) It's my favorite thing. Yes. And talking about Undertale, there's an Undertale painting on my wall right now. Nice. Like it's all over this room. Zelda. Minecraft, Steven Universe. Oh, uh, dude, I got a pin. Um, I got a pin coming. That's that's Link against uh, Cloud Strife. Oh wow, Ooh. fucking rules, man. My, I have like a little video game room. It's mostly like stuff people gave me, but in it is still like a tube television with a Dreamcast hooked up to it. Oh, and I this is really bad for me. But I started getting those like arcade one up uh, machines that they do. Yeah. Machines, they're kind of mini ones and they're cheaper than the thousand dollar ones. Yeah, I have the Marvel vs. Capcom one, I have NBA Jam. I pre ordered the X Men machine. Like, I just found NBA out NBA Jam used to fucking rule. I just found out Arcade One Up is doing a Turtles in Time cabinet pretty soon. Yeah, Simpsons as well. I had to sit on the Turtles and the Simpsons ones because I've not made a money, but like the X one up, and I was like. Like I don't even, like, I didn't even have any money. I was like, put it on the credit card. We'll figure this. <laughs> I know it's not coming out for four months, but I'm buying it today anyway. Like exactly, I, I know anyway. how that feels. Um, so right before we get to our last segment here, oh I'm, no 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 huh? no, I got some other shit. Oh, there's one. Go okay, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. I mean, roll. So we were talking about comic books. The thing with comic books for me was, you know, I loved cartoons. The cartoons. I loved the animated films. I loved the live action films. I just always felt like getting into comics was such a big thing. Like, because yeah. there's so many different arcs, there's different writers, there's different, you know what I mean? Uh, but one day I was just like, okay, I'm going to pick up this graphic novel. And it grew from there. And I, I, I would pick certain graphic novels from Batman because I love Batman. And then, sure. and then that kind of turned into Teen Titans, yeah. and then, uh, which turned into, like, I want to start with Spider-Man, but I don't know where to start. Should I start with regular Spider-Man, like Peter Parker? Should I start with Miles Morales? Should I go here? Should I go there? Blah, blah, blah. It's just, it, 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 it's kind of overwhelming. And, like, yeah. with X-Men, um, same thing. But there are sure. certain certain graphic novels that are like, you know, these are must-reads. Like, uh, what's the X-Men one that, that is, like, the most majorly... The like, Phoenix Saga. I mean, they made two movies. Yeah. Um, no? Okay. Uh, I think it's older. Like, uh, like it, it was... It's like this really big black 
cover book. Uh, I think I think it has to do with the civil issues, like the first two movies or something. But oh, God loves man kills. Probably that-, that one. Probably okay. Yeah, but then like after those graphic novels, where do I go? You know, like I just it's hard for me to un- like understand. I can help you with that one. I mean, it's, there's, you know, there's 20 X-Men comics, like, at any given time, because you have X-Men, X-Force, Excalibur, X-Factor, Wolverine, Cable, uh, yeah. you know, all the options, Exiles, um, Ecstatics, like, and then they'll be, like, uncanny, astonishing, like, yeah, it's very daunting, you don't know where to go. Um, what I would recommend, like, look, I love the seven, like, Chris Claremont, he's the one that wrote from, like, the 70s through the 90s. Right. One writer on one book and the story he tells is pretty epic like so you get the dark phoenix saga and you get the mutant massacre the brood at, like all these inferno um follow the mutants extinction well not extinction agenda you get all this stuff it's great but like claremont is wordy as fuck okay and you're like you'll see a page where it's like like just here let's say i'm magneto and i'm my helmet it's words all here yeah like, just no space for anything but his his verbose. Um, yeah, but that's okay because you know, self gratification. I love, I love uh, reading, and I love. I also love words. Like my favorite well, comedian <laughs> of all time is George Carlin. So, I mean, I like reading and I like words, but sometimes it's like, damn, dude! Like I just flip the page and like I'm exhausted because I see how much I got to get through. <laughs> I know that Wolverine isn't standing there for this five-minute monologue, Chris. Like, um, so I love Chris Claremont. I love his stuff. I'm not shitting on it. I think some of it is questionable in hindsight. But, you know, the Fall of the Mutants, the Dazzler and Longshot, the Australia stuff, great. But I was telling someone to start reading right now, jump in with either the House of X, Power of X, that was a couple of years ago. It's kind of like a hard reset for the X-Men and the, an evolution of what mutants and Marvel really mean. Or if you want something a little bit different, um, New X-Men, which is like the 2000s. Grant Morrison wrote it. And it's also like an evolution of X-Men. It takes it to a level where it's a much slimmed down roster. You know, you don't have a million mutants running around. In fact, the first thing they do is kill 16 million mutants, like the first issue of his run. Yikes. Um, But it's great. You get to deal with... You get your favorites like Wolverine and, you know, Gene and Professor and Cyclops. But you also really get to deep dive into... If your favorite is Cyclops, you're probably a cop. No, that's a meme. <laughs> that's, no, Beast is the cop. Cyclops, I'm not going to go into it. But I, I should make my own whole YouTube video on why Cyclops is not the cop. Cartoon should. I should. Cyclops is not a cop. Cyclops <laughs> is... Ah, I'm not going to write it. Cyclops yeah, yeah, is something. Um, so, also, uh, before John gets into his last bit, um, I love that it's a bit. I'm excited. I don't know. (laughs) Please go ahead. It's just a bunch of fan questions. Yes. But, uh, let's see. Um, top five anime. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm not as... I can tell you just from talking with y'all, I'm not as deep as y'all, but... That's all right. Uh, Ranma, Death Note, mine are also Surface. Tokyo Ghoul, you can probably tell by the mask I was just wearing. Um, gosh, I love the movie Perfect Blue. Have you ever seen that? Does that count as um, 
if it's anime, yeah, it counts, but I've never heard of it. Love it. It's so creepy. Perfect blue. And then, uh, I want to say Sailor Moon, but I'm looking at my costume closet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's also Surface, fuck. But yeah, Sailor Moon. We'll go with that. Top five X-Men. First season. Whatever. Yeah. Go with that. Top five X-Men. Nightcrawler, Jean Grey, Emma Frost, Dazzler, and I'm just talking about people I like, not like who's going to save the world. Yeah, no, uh, this is subjective, not an object. Yeah, yeah. Question. Nightcrawler, Emma, Jean, Dazzler, maybe Storm or, or Psylocke. I have a soft spot in my heart for Spiral, who's from the Mojoverse, but she's never really written right. She has the six arms, she dances, mm. so like can she teleports like she's super she's super cool i i like jubilee jubilee wasn't great wasn't jubilee like harley quinn like they it was made for the show she was made for no she no but they so the show basically no she was in the comics a little bit but she became like her character like he wasn't in the comics that much before the cartoon these people's characters were fleshed out, like, around then. Oh. And Jupiter became, like, the um, the avatar for the viewer to experience the X-Men through in the cartoon. You know, it was supposed to be Kitty Pride and the Pride of the Mutants, which I would have loved, but I understand why they went, again, with the greatest selling comic book of all time team. When they Who, Who's Kitty like, Pride's lover? Her lover? Is it Star-Lord? Colossus, which was awkward because she was 14. She had a huge crush on Colossus when she first was in the comic. Star Lord, yeah, she had a whole thing. With yeah, that's fucking, yeah. That fucking rules. Yeah, she dated Iceman for a while. I think now she's like, I'm waiting for her and Colossus's sister, Ilyana Magic, to like finally just get official with this. I think it's been teased a long time. The only reason I know about Magic is because I used to play Marvel Contest of Champions. She's tight. I used to be addicted to that fucking thing. (laughs) She might have cracked my top five if I had thought about it. She's so cool. Going to talk a little bit about wrestling, and then he can do this. Yeah. What made you you gravitate towards wrestling? That's one of the questions. Uh, I was like four or five when I saw... Oh, can I I go ahead with it? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So when I was like four or five, I saw a Flair fight Steamboat, and uh, Flair comes to the oh, ring yeah. with, and I was like, and Steamboat comes to the ring with his son on a horse, and I was like, this is just like such great storytelling. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So I kind of was hooked right then, and then um, when I saw Shawn Michaels do his little feint in that match with Owen Hart, and the whole arena like just stops on a dime, and people are crying, and like it was sad. I think part of me knew it was a work already, but mostly I was just like, look at the emotion he's drawn from the whole mm-hmm. building. People, every eye in this building is on him, and they all feel for him and they care for him. And they're all, even though it's a sad feeling, they're all sharing this moment together. And I was like, shit, like I could use some attention. I don't get that much love in my house. Like, wouldn't that be cool? So, probably a lot of wrestlers probably don't know that about themselves, but look, I'm self aware. <laughs> Any performer. Uh, any person in entertainment feels that way, I think. Uh, you can ask any of my exes. They'll tell you that I love attention. Right. Right. Same same here. I, 
I was in a band. I did stand up. I'm doing <sighs> this. I I thrive on on it. I actually trained a little bit too, but mm. I talk about that enough. Uh, so Leo, I'm a Leo. I don't know if that's part of it. So. Uh, Taurus. Okay. Yeah, my dad's a Leo. He fucking rules. Hmm. But we we've we've gotten into battles a lot. Uh, but anyway, um, also like top five matches you've had that I've had. Yeah. Okay. Um, gosh, I think the Nick Gage match is really going to stand the test of time. It was an important moment for me. I think if we did it again, I'd do better. Especially but, with the sh with the 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 picture afterwards. With, with the cane and the cigarette or split, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, That that picture's in our video here. Oh, no, not, not the one, not where, that one? She, where she's oh, in the, the one arena, in, in the back. Yeah, the, the that one that fucking picture. Yes. I think it's, it's going to really be like a moment in my life that I look back at and I say, like, this is, this is a, maybe a turning point. We'll see. Um, I loved wrestling Mansoor in his last match at Hood Slam. Uh, my match with Brian Kendrick was super special. We had two, at least. They were both amazing to me because I felt like this guy can go with anyone on the planet, and I felt like I kept up, so it was important. Wrestling Juice Lee at the first Entertainia Hood Slam because here's this little indie. It's a show booked around these two nobodies wrestling each other, and we had 1,100 people there spending money to see us. Big deal. Big shit popping. Um <laughs> is eat it surreal at the first big gay brunch because just everything about that i'm gonna keep going i loved wrestling jake atlas anytime i wrestle the stoner brothers especially if it's the stoner brothers and shotzi against like me and anton and somebody like so cool um did i say virgil fun third because any match i had with him was he passed away but he was like the best opponent maybe i've ever had such a good worker the, like gosh if you know you're like, if you could wrestle anyone again, it'd be Virgil Flynn. So, or anyone ever, anywhere, like, I'll wrestle him in heaven if I get a chance. That'd be so great. Just because wrestling him was magic. Yeah. But you, you, might, you might be able to wrestle Jake Atlas again. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. He hits hard. I, don't know. I wrestle like a flower. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you do that split dick punch? <laughs> well... Flowers have thorns. <laughs> uh, top five matches that you weren't in. Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Um, Which one? Helen Havoc. Number one match. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, match fucking <laughs> ruled and changed. Was one of the matches that changed the way I looked at wrestling. You still can't top it. I don't care what people are doing. 820s, 920s. You're still not going to be as good as Ray versus Eddie in 1997. Correct. Because, and here's here's the main reason, both competitors now want to emulate Ray Mysterio Jr. The other person has to be that Eddie Guerrero. Everyone was, everyone was comparing Ricochet and Will Ospreay with that match. But Will Ospreay and Ricochet are both trying to emulate Ray, but neither mm -hmm. is trying to emulate Eddie. I think, and I don't really like, I'll just say it, don't really care for low key, but um, him versus Amazing Red, like, you know, 20 years ago at, at Impact or TNA, that was pretty close. I don't think it's like held up over time, 
not that it's not good anymore still, but like when you saw them doing those Kung Fu spots and uh, Amazing Red felt like a new Rey Mysterio, not an old Rey Mysterio, but a new one. There was some like, it could have been. I feel uh, that with Ray Phoenix. <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah, Ray Phoenix is so good. And also El Hio de Delva, Del Vikingo. I feel like once this COVID shit stops and hopefully he's able to get a travel thing. Yeah. But it'd be great. Yeah. Um, but I going back to like about Laredo Kid. Oh gosh. <clears throat> I hopefully I get to go wrestle him somewhere too. Um I just love the Super J Cups. I know that's not one match, but that's one. There's just one match with Otani and Takaiwa against Kanemoto and I think Minoru Fujita. I might be messing that up. But I, I know the first three names are right. It's this tag match from New Japan in like 2006, seven. I don't know. I, I still put it on all the time. I love this match. It's so good. Um, if anyone's super curious, tweet me. I'll tell you where to find it. It's on YouTube. Sean versus... Somebody, maybe Flair, maybe Undertaker. Again, Undertaker just like sullied his reputation. So I don't even want to say it. But that Sean match was really good. Super, the first one, I think, right? Maybe the second. Now, when you say sullied his reputation, are you referring to being in an interactive movie with the New Day? Or are you talking about all of the shirts that he was wearing? Yeah. But, All he had to do was shut the fuck up, but he couldn't just couldn't just disappear, could he? But like he never, he, see, like he never talked about any issues or anything, and he's from Texas, so it's kind of like, what? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Like if he came out and said, "Fuck Black Lives Matter," I'd be like, "Okay, fuck you." But the you fact don't that have to. The shirt says it for you, so you don't have to. I agree. And here's another one, and he's like, oh, back in my day, the wrestlers would carry guns around. And like, no, you didn't. You still went to the airport. Oh, that thing about where he was bitching about people playing Switch. The kid, they're, and shit like, yeah. Now they're pretty, and they're playing video games. And it's like, motherfucker, you played cards. It's a, like, different, it's a different fucking dude, time. Like, our cards are on a Switch now. We don't have to carry a deck. We we can play all the games now in one piece. Yeah, yep. and, if you're, and if you're upset that, that like, uh, wrestlers aren't going out getting inebriated, making fools of themselves. It's because everyone has a goddamn cell phone and the guy that you worshipped your entire yeah. career has put so many fucking sanctions on his independent contractors. Well, and here's another thing, like, dude, we're still doing drugs and getting fucked up and getting into fights. I don't know what he's talking about. He's saying, this, like, maybe... Maybe Goldberg in Saudi Arabia isn't, but like, words, man. AJ open your eyes. You, you think wrestling changed that much? Like, people give me shit for smoking weed all the time, but I'm just like, he's not even aware of that shit. He's only aware of the WWE PC. And, and if he's well, talking shit on that, then he needs to look at the guy that he fucking worshipped for his entire career and say, you're ruining these kids. I don't think they're ruined. I think they're having fun. Like, look, Xavier looked like he was having fun. Oh no, I mean in in his in his view. Yeah, fuck his view. We can put his own. I'll listen to him. If I were to pick a Shawn Michaels match, it it would be. There's three that come to mind: Uh, WrestleMania 12 with Bret Hart, because that changed how I viewed (coughs) wrestling as well. Uh, WrestleMania. No, no, no. 
the ladder match with Jericho and uh, his WrestleMania match with Angle. Like, those are my three, okay. three top. Angle ones. one's tight. His match at WrestleMania, like, eight or nine with Marty Jannetty was sick. Put that out there. I don't yeah. remember that. Check oh, that. Oh, you're talking about Sean. Sean versus Marty. Yeah, I was like, Kurt Angle versus Marty. <laughs> no, but I checked that out. That did happen on SmackDown. It was good. Oh, yeah. wow. That was yes. probably at Probably. the time I wasn't watching. It was when, I don't know, when they were fighting. Um, yeah, Angle's so good. Uh, gosh. Yeah, that's all. That's all the matches I ever liked. All right. That's that's all of them. Every other match is shit. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> John. Flair Steamboat. Uh, I'm going to Flair Steamboat. Which one? Uh, the one where Terry Funk pile drives him on a table after. Yeah. Chai City Showdown, 89. Chai City Rumble? Yeah, and that led into the... I quit match? Yeah. With the, with the handstand pile driver on the floor, like the most baby pile driver in the world. <laughs> yep. I like sure that. Still hurt. I like that. Um, All right. right well, right, right before we get into the fan Q&A hot seat, uh, I yes. want to talk a little bit about... Um, I was looking around on your, on your Twitter today, looking for stuff okay. to put in the description and all that. And I took a look at, and I want to hear more about the Church of Wrestling. Okay, yeah. So I love wrestling. It means everything to me. It's been a provider for me. It's where I work out stories in my life that I need to find answers for. So all this uh, is just like Like preamp. a true artist. This is Not a pro. So, absolutely. Um, but it's more than art because I noticed that, and I said this for years, any ring I go to or anywhere on the planet – whether it be in Finland, England, Japan, Canada, America, that's it. But, you know, wherever it is, um, I'm at home. You know, there's rings, there's a canvas or a vinyl, and I know exactly where I belong in it. I, you know, like a spider to a web. Yeah. Just very comfortable. And I realized one day that this is how people feel about churches. They can go to any church in the world. And they're like, oh, I'm here, and I'm connecting with something bigger than me. And that's what the ring is for me. That's what wrestling is for me. And I think a lot of people also share this feeling. I'm kind of wrapping it up. But people also share this feeling but are maybe embarrassed to say it or didn't realize it or they just don't want to admit in their lives that wrestling means that much to them. My idea is that, like, why not? Because there's a church of Simpsons. There's a church of Star Wars. There's a church of... Guy who died on some wood 2,000 years ago. You know, there's a lot of churches out there, and they're all valid if it brings you peace. I'm not picking any of them apart yet. Um, and I don't see any conflict with the church of wrestling or any of them either. You know, I don't, this isn't a us or them type scenario, but if it means that much to you and, and you want to kind of share that feeling with other people, well, this is, this is it. This is the church of wrestling. It will take on a bigger, like the pandemic has kind of, you know, curtailed any of my grander ideas for the Church of Wrestling, but it's everlasting. Once it was created, it's forever. It's beyond me. You don't need me to be a believer in the Church of Wrestling. You don't have to hear me talk about it. All you need is yourself and that feeling of when the lights dim and all of the fans make noise at the same time. When I say all the fans, I mean like me in a crowd. When we all make noise at the same time, we all feel that feeling at the same time. And we're all connected by the same energy. 
which I can, I personally can see and feel. I don't know about everybody, but I know it's real. I know it's there. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the Church of Wrestling. Thank you for giving me a speak on it. I fucking love it. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm becoming a member. Yeah, we're definitely going to sign up after this is over. (laughs) I saw saw the join us button and I was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't, like I said, you don't need me or my church to do it. I think anywhere, you know, God, relationships with God or with higher energies, however you want to define it, between you and that. I, like, I'm, I'm just there to... I went to my first concert in uh, over a year, and I went in the first pit that I've been in in over, like, fucking 10 years, and it was mm. fucking orgasmic. And I don't, orgasmic. And I don't mean... In a in a physical way, I mean in a mental way. It was you had a holy experience. Oh, uh, oh, I can. I'll tell you a story off camera. <laughs> okay. No, it, it's just I don't like to get into myself during these things. All right, that's cool. This is about you. <laughs> All right. Here I am. All right, so we're going to jump into the fan Q&A. So I went, on, I went on Twitter, and I said, hey, who has questions for Dark Sheep? We're going to be talking to her tonight, yada, yada, yada. And we got uh, one, two, three, four. One of them you may know if you go on Twitter a lot. Maybe. On Twitter all day. I assume I know all these people already. Yeah. So the first one we got is from Chris at Black Baymax 8. And he says, what match or moment gave you the inspiration to start wrestling? We kind of touched on that when we talked about. But uh, the second question he asked is, what is your drink of choice? Uh, Lately, tequila soda used to be Jameson and ginger ale. Um, Jameson and ginger ale. Yeah. I'm easy. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I'm an Irishman. Yeah. I like I like Fireball and Apple Cider. Oh, oh me too. What a sweet tooth. Yeah, I do. I, <laughs> well, it, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> if, a, if you um, take if you take a hard cider and you drop some Fireball and some, oh, what's the other one, man? Crown uh, Apple. Crown Apple. That's what you usually do. And you Gosh. you get a nice fucking buzz right off the jump. But yeah, I used to love the. Um, the car bombs, the Irish car bombs, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one. I used but, to love those, but they got me into so much trouble. Right. <laughs> yep. right we got dirty martini too. Love a good dirty martini. Never have them, but yeah. uh, we've martini, got we've got Phoenix at Phoenix Justice, who asks top three wrestlers of all time. Um, who I love or who I was who's influential. Probably just who you love. Eddie. Uh, X-Pac. Nice. And, and gosh. Oh, fuck. Who? Jushin Liger. Oh, good answer. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Sean Waltman does not get his flowers, and he should. The oh, fact uh, that... Yeah. The top five matches: one, two, three. Kid for spread hard. Oh, yeah. Sorry, continue. Did you Did you watch All Out? I watched some of it. Yeah. 
Did you see the spot? I saw it. I, I didn't notice this happen, but I saw it brought up in social same, media. Same. And I was like, who thought of this? Like, how the who thought? That's genius. That, that's so Nobody cool. ever does that hammerlock roll through keep the hammerlock. I did it once. I don't want to do it every match, but you'd think you'd see it more. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got good guy Dave at Dave Pazewski, who says, what is your favorite Legend of Zelda game? I liked um, Twilight Princess. I like Twilight Princess too. I think a lot of I, people didn't, but I dug it. I like Twilight Princess. I love, I like Majora's Mask way better yeah. than Ocarina of Time. Sure. Um, I love Link to the Past. Yeah. And on my playlist is Breath of the Wild. I haven't started it yet. My sister bought it, so I won't buy it. But she still hasn't downloaded it yet, and I'm like, "You asshole!" I've t- it, it doesn't fit on the Switch. I think it's it like doesn't. no, you have to buy external. Ace, you have to have external memory to like have it. Yeah, yeah. She so. has. I have the Switch Lite. She has the Switch. So I'm okay. waiting for her to do. Well, either she- way, it doesn't fit. It's bullshit. Yes. <laughs> you well, have to buy I- yourself a micro. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second part of Good Guy Dave's question says, do you have any advice for aspiring wrestlers looking to make it? Looking to make it? Uh, define what make it is. You can't just drift endlessly forever or just go weekend to weekend. You should have clear goals. Not that I'm, this isn't like me what I do, but like that's what I would tell someone. You can have clear goals. And the other thing is you can't wait for someone to pick you up and make you a star. You need to be a star already. Um, yes, people will give you advice and help you along the way, but the closer you are to a complete package before you walk through the door, the better. And the other thing, like you can go to every seminar, you can be a 20-time, uh, you know, Oakley, Oakland Regional Tri-City Champion or some shit, but doesn't mean shit. Doesn't, I don't care. I don't, like I book head slam, people send me resumes. I don't want to read the resume. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't, I don't care. Wrestle. How many times you went to Bob Evans seminar? Like honestly, if you went to it more than once, I'd probably look at you funny. But um, you know, if you sat through the whole thing, like God bless you. But um, it just tell me, like, just look at someone on my show and be like, I know Funny Bone from this city. Oh, just tell Holy me the funny shit. Just say Funny Bone knows me. Funny Bone can say I'm a good wrestler. That's gonna go so much further. And any resume you send. No it's Peace like, Underground was the first time I saw Funny Bone. Not Funny Bone. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Why have I never heard of him? He looks like a vet. He wrestles like a vet. He looks amazing. The gimmick is mm-hmm. amazing. He impressed the shit out of me. Yeah. Right. Holy so I know God. he's good. So if he tells me someone yeah. else is good, and- I believe Speaking on what you just said, we've seen, I mean, AEW is the hotness right now, without question. And we just saw... Next is GCW. Next is GCW, yeah. But definitely the hottest TV product right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Because the boys just beat Raw in the 18-49 this week. (laughs) But um, speaking on that, we just saw... Hometown boy Lee Moriarty get a contract from three fucking dark matches when there's people that have been on dark the whole time that dark's been a thing and haven't gotten yeah. signed. And Lee Moriarty goes, 
So because Lee Moriarty is what she says, is exactly what she's saying. Package when he walked through the door. He's a finished product. I think also just they know when they bring someone into dark, probably what their intentions are for them already. Yeah. Um, you see some people come into dark, and I know because I've wrestled them, and I'd be like, they can do a better match than that. Or like, they know more than an arm drag. RSP. You know, you, you just see it, and you're like, they're holding back so much. And I'm even, sure it's not. Even with their contracted talent. Yeah. Come, well, then you see. How come I watch Janela on AEW and I'm like, meh, but then I watch Janela in GCW or somewhere else and I'm like, holy and he's fuck. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have a million stories going on. They yeah. can't tell all right away. I give them that, you know, they just have like five people debut in a week. So, like, and Christian oh just like, fuck, you know, like, there's so much happening so fast. And, you know, it's, it's hard to juggle it all. Like, you can't write a perfect show. Every week. Um, and when I say, like, I see that, like, people aren't doing as good as I've seen them before. It's not that, whatever. It's just the vision they have. It's their product. You know, they're getting paid. It doesn't matter. Um, but I think, like, when someone comes in and they're like, we want this person to look good, they're going to get a little bit more uh, allowance to be themselves. So this is just to say, like, why you see some people on Dark a dozen times and you see someone on Dark three times. Um and they get signed. I don't think the number of times you're on dark has anything to do with their right. long-term investment in you. Um, who wouldn't snatch up Lee? This doesn't discredit Lee in any exactly. way. No, exactly. Yeah. So, and whatever I say, if, that's my point. And if Tony Khan walks out onto that stage and is like, hey, do you want to work for us full-time? Who the fuck is saying no? <laughs> I, would, I, feel, I would feel hell on the spot. I'd be like, can I see the contract first? My Lord. Gotta look at this. I can't just stuff on TV. <laughs> Speaking of Lee going to AEW and all that, uh, the complete package, all that stuff. Uh, MV brought this up on our show. When the fuck is he gonna get booked on a non-rainbow show? He did say that, JCW. and it made us laugh very hard. But also sad at the same time also because sad, I feel yeah. the same way. Like, there's a lot of talent on on for the culture. And on Effie's Big Gay Brunch that can be on those main shows. Look, yeah, I mean, GCW has a deep roster. They're bringing in Too Cold and Super Crazy and then, you know, Matt Cardona and, and fucking John Moxley. Like, there's a lot of moving parts. And I think that if, if there was any dislike of Envy, then he wouldn't even make it to right. Effie's Brunch. I think that... Um, when you're a promoter, you're trying to take care of everybody. And while from the wrestler point of side, you're like, okay, I'm on this show, but I'm not on that show. From the promoter side, you're like, I do all these shows, and he's on some of them. Mm-hmm. So right. perspective, and I, no one is wrong in this scenario, and Envy deserves to be on any show. Any show is better with Envy. But GCW also needs to, like, you know, they're working on bringing more women in. They're working on bringing in more trans people or, you know, a trans They're going to bring in more women in. Um, Mercedes. I, I hate that Hooventude got hurt, and I hate that that's the reason it happened, but Billy Starks versus Janai Kai on Art of War Games fucking ruled. That Hell match yeah. was so good. It's a great example of two people that, um, you know, it meant a lot to people to see that on the map, to see yeah. them on the 
it means a lot to see empty places too, but you gotta, you gotta book piece by piece, you know? Yeah. He'll have his time. He'll have his time. Right. Absolutely. He's undeniable. He's so young. Yeah. Oh. I know that he wants the world right now. He's gonna get it. It's just patience is the number one skill. When right? he told us how old he was, I was like, what? I think <laughs> what? that him being the enjoy champion and them doing their first uh he's also the rest of live show uh, in October which I will be at that is going to be a very big launching point not only for him not only for, for enjoy there, but man. also for the wrestling scene here in Pittsburgh because if you come to wrestle in Pittsburgh you don't wrestle in the city yeah and I know the reasons why it, it, you know, uh, it's uh, the athletic commission isn't going to go to bumfuck nowhere and check everything. Yeah. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of like licensing and uh, sticking to rules. Well, that's just what I have, what I talked about with the no ring show getting shut down. But, like, that is going to be a launching point for a lot of things. I'm very excited about Enjoy and about MV's plans in general for what it's going to do for wrestling in Pittsburgh that actually happens in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and Effie's there, <laughs> Billy's there. When are you going to come on? That's a terrific question, but I don't think I'm the one to answer it. Right. And I'm not the right person to ask there. But I, think I, just, I just wanted to turn the I'm, conversation back around. And I believe that Enjoy... Enjoy and I are friends, and, you know, I live on this side of the country, and they live on that side, and they have all, their lo all those people from... From uh, Pittsburgh and Philly that you just mentioned, from Pennsylvania. See, I just did it again. All those people that, that are already there and have helped build this thing up, they got to get taken care of before I can come in. You know, and I understand that. Um, and I don't take offense from it. You mentioned that it's going to be a really big show for Envy, and I agree with you, but Envy trended Paul Am Colt without anybody. Envy yeah. got million views on a powerbomb off the apron without anybody. MV is not going to be made or broken based oh, on... Oh, no, you. no. I was... No, I'm just I'm just putting him over. I'm not conflicting with you. <laughs> right. Like, yes, it will, but also, like, MV is, is much the way that Effie has just created Effie's space. And, yeah. and that's what I'm saying. <laughs> MV is going to create the space for Enjoy, and for Pittsburgh yes. to come yeah. higher. He's on a rocket, and he's going to bring everybody Basically, we're there. just saying that we're really fucking proud of MV. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. We're all in agreement. We're all saying the same thing. And we're proud of Lee, too. I mean, I yeah. was crying black and gold tears that night, you know. I was crying black and gold tears. He's very uh, talented. It's nice when talent yeah. pays off. So, um, and a wonderful person, too. A couple more here. We have Fist Missile at Fist Missile says favorite cat or cats and follows it up with tell people about your hypothetical cats. Cats? Yeah, I'm not. Kitty cat, meow? Yeah. Apparently. Okay, uh, I guess my favorite cats is Bamfy. He lives in Oakland. He's pretty cool. He's this little black kitty that um, I used to live with, but I don't anymore. There's this stray cat that kicks it around my house in Vegas a lot. Um, I don't really know her name. I call her Neighbor Cat. Uh, I started calling her Albie, short for like Al Bundy. 
because um, she kept popping in when I was watching Married with Children reruns. So those are pretty cool cats. I liked Alley Cat, but I like Alley Catch more, so it's okay. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And then I um, miss the Cat Scratch Fever cat sweet. song, but I love Alice and Catch. Yeah. Cat oh, Sweet fuck, is a fuck Cat Scratch Fever because what? fuck Ted Nugent. Oh, I I turtle. Nuge. I like um Stray Cat Strut. I didn't, I, was gonna... that, I didn't know that was Ted Nugent. I'm sorry. But, um, I offended you. No, no. Cat you Sweet. It's a good song. She's a burlesque performer, uh, more like a sideshow shock artist, story creator, magician that performs in the Bay Area. She's awesome. Like, you basically just take a death match and put it to music and some pasties, and she's by herself just with a stapler and with the stuff, and that's like her act. <laughs> So, but it's also um, a magical spell happening at the same time. Does she do the hooks too? I don't know if I've seen her do. I I stay away from the hooks. I love all that stuff, but the hooks always make me sick. So if she has, I didn't go. I had a friend but, who was going through a, a bad mental health time where they needed to do something to feel, and yeah. they did that. And I was just like, oh my God, dye your hair. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite cat, one of my favorite cats is Gigi from Kiki's Delivery Service. My favorite cat is Obsidian. Well, my, I, put me on the spot. My favorite cat is Tonks, my cat. I guess. Um, that's what I was doing. I, I didn't get the question at first. I didn't either. It, well, I talk about cats a lot. Like, uh, this, is this is Tonks. Huh. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Katie. I, I didn't know they were going to mention this on commentary, but the last GCW, like, I think it was Val, was saying, oh, I was talking to Sheik in the back, and I asked her what she's been up to, and she's just, like, getting high and feeding the stray cats, which is, like, the truth in what I said. But now, like, since, I, <laughs> since it was on commentary, this is, like, how I describe my life in – in real casual conversations, I believe it's become a thing. <laughs> Those are the stray cat a lot that I feed. I post, I, I put pictures of her up. Okay, so. we've got Benji at Benji Calavera. And in the, the tweet, the picture that I used was you in, in the Phoenix gear. And um, they said, first of all, that gear is fire. The best Phoenix I've ever seen. Thank you. So there you go. It's a terrific question. I love it. They say, looking back at what you've done and accomplished up until today, are you satisfied? Um, yes and no. Like, things can be the same thing at the same time. I'm never satisfied because I'm always hungry. I always want to do the next thing. Also, fuck, you know, I wrestled for 20 years. I had some matches people liked. I got to promote for a decade. Um, I got to travel parts of the world and made so many friends like how could i say it wasn't enough it's been so much it's been but it's like saying um you know you you love this person have you gotten enough love for them for the rest of your life of course not i want to love them more and i want to feel their love forever i've had sunlight for 30 something years of my life have i had enough sun am i satisfied with the sun i've had <laughs> of course i thought it was great do i want more sunlight absolutely perfect Right. And then they say, what motivates you to keep going to accomplish even more? I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> like Ben Law. What Watt. am I going to go do? I can't <laughs> make had, coffee. I've had people say I that can't. before. Yeah. Like Ben Law. 
And, and I know mm-hmm. that's going to be like a big deal that I said his name, but Benoit didn't know anything either. He he went mm. straight into wrestling, and that. I mean, you he, know, he I couldn't could, get enough events. I could I've, after promoting for ten years, I could be like, oh, I did marketing, and I did you know graphic design and artistic this or that, and blah blah. And, you know, I could say I ran. Do I want to do any of that? The motivation is wrestling. Um, I just love wrestling, and it's it's how I like to. This is kind of like tied to. Um, this is like hidden teachings of, of the church that I'm really not supposed to talk about until like we get to like Freemason level 37 or some shit. <laughs> Here's like the real truth. Here's the deep truth. Um, I think that that all of us are shared consciousness. All of us alive. We all come from the same source. When we die, we return to this energy. Uh, you know? Yeah, the, the, the first part of that is like Carl Jung. So we're we're collective consciousness. We're, we're all, but you know, go into the light. We're all that light. That light is everyone ever. It's, we all come back to the same source. So my feeling is that at one point it was all one, and one thought. But what happened was it your got, your spirituality is almost exactly like mine. <laughs> well, let me finish. Let's see. Oh, no, I'll, I know. I know what you're going to say. Have left. I know what you're going to say. So just say it. Okay, I think that um, there was there was a consciousness and it was bored. So what it did was created this grand drama that we all lived through, and we're all willing participants in this play. You know, because I mean? all of it, all of us are part of that original consciousness or thought, and we are yes. we are experiencing ourselves through other people. Yes, and Everything getting, we're getting closer to those other people or consciousness or thoughts gets us closer to the source. Yes, and I think really it's just about trying to be content with yourself. Because when you see enlightened people in TV, they're yeah. always at the top of a mountain alone and they don't need to talk to anyone. You know, like a mind floating through space by itself. That's where they want to get. But a lot of it is also just to enjoy the show while it's happening and take in all the experience and again, just to put on, put on a show. So when you take All the these, world's a stage. That's uh, right. So now me. what I do is a stage on top of a stage. We've taken this, this. This is all a drama. This is all just to gain experience. Now we're focusing it. And we're putting it in a squared circle, and we're making we're making all those experiences to the extremes, and we're making you feel. Life and death and blood and I'm pointing my scars, blood and drama and sometimes romance and sometimes betrayal. All of it is right there in three hours. So what I'm doing is basically holy work. And that's why I keep doing it because it gives me meaning. And also it does what wrestling did for me when I needed it. And it gives other people meaning something. So that's what keeps me motivated. So I'm already in the show. What else am I going to do? Not be in it? They're going to write me out in some boring case. Or maybe write me off permanently. So I try and keep it interesting and enjoy the show. Talking on the enlightened people, I don't know if I should say this, but every time I see Joel Osteen, I kind of want to kick him down a hill. Well, she, uh, she was not talking about that <coughs> person. You know what, though? That's well, part of the experience, too. Enlightened is just a word. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> 
Uh, last question. We have DeBeth at DeBeth underscore. That was the person that I thought you might recognize. I don't know. But we have, she asks. Or they. Or they. What are your plans for the future? Oh, fuck, you know. Uh, I, I'm torn between, like, you know, get rich or die trying or... I just want to keep enjoying myself. I want to do, I could tell you, like, I have a dream of, like, I want to do a show on the moon where I do moon salts, but now they're earth salts. <laughs> <laughs> but in the future, that's like a goal of mine. I'd um, order it on, I'd, I'd order it on, on fight. I'd order it. Right. <laughs> that's something I'd love to do. Uh, I'd show on the moon and do moon salts. We call them earth salts. That's <laughs> fucking incredible, man. Oh, that's shit. I'm trying to do new shit, you know, but I also no, just want to... ever get us in the top of that answer. No. Let's <laughs> no. just stop there, then. That's it. <laughs> that I'd love was... to see Big Gay Brunch in Japan. I'd love to be in a Super J Cup. That'd be you awesome. Know? <laughs> GCW keep going. Um, and I want to be I on that. I would love right. to see GCW in other countries. We had their, their show mm -hmm. in Mexico. They've I've been in Japan, but they need in, to go back and, 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 like you said, film it. do a tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just it's not just deathmatch because everyone everyone who doesn't really know what GCW is. Thinks oh, you it's mean that deathmatch match promotion? It's not. There was only one deathmatch on Art of War Games. Yeah, yeah true. One it though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but fucking ruled. Yeah, but what a fucking it was sick. match! Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the ladder match wasn't a death match. It was hardcore. It wasn't death. Absolutely. Ninja Max always hardcore, dog. Ninja <laughs> Max. No kidding. Unreal. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's all I got. That's the fan Q&A. So, as we wrap up here, uh, give me some plugs. What do you got coming on? What do you got going yeah. on? Um, I'm at Dark Chic FTF on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. At gmail.com, uh, any of those things. I'm at GCW a lot, all over. Wrestling Pro Wrestling in Burbank. Red Slam in Oakland. Uh, no Peace in Florida. I fuck around with the T2T crew in Brooklyn. I think I'm going to do a show. It's not T2T Academy, but it's with them. I don't, I don't know officially who. You could maybe tell me. Uh, just all the stuff. I'm everywhere all the time. Just follow my Twitter and you'll see me. Absolutely. Finally, it says my stuff. Get one. Uh, well, Dark Sheik. Uh, this has I been think, wonderful. I Yeah. <laughs> this was fantastic. And I came out of it loving you even more. Uh, I swear, dude. Every interview we do is, is the best one we've ever done. Yeah. And Puyo. They just they, they keep getting better. Said it. Stop here so I can end the top. We, I want we, to be on the top of the We, we just we had Pollo Del Moro on a little bit ago, and oh, and he said that every he interview the is same going thing. to be yeah. the best one because you're constantly you're, learning, and yeah, and you're yeah. making new connections with someone, and like that's it's the truth. It's the truth. Um, <clears throat> who is your manager, by the way? We never, yeah, we never just for one show. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not what he and said to us off camera but yeah well maybe they make their cue next time <laughs> <laughs>
All right. I'm being um, mean. That wasn't nice. They are my manager, and I did one match, and we won a title. So one for one, 100% success rate. I can't complain. We're doing big things over at the UGWA in San Jose. Oh, boy. One, baby. Oh, there it is. I'm their champion. I should mention it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shit. All right, so with that, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one, and peace and love to all of you. Bang!